Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It, it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports betting info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get in to the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our guy, former tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, brother? What's going on? How you doing today? Doing all right? I, I'm doing all right. I can't complain. You know, I, I got to I got to meet the, the man, the myth, the legend, Chad, or meet on the phone a little while ago. I uh, see yeah. the spirits. Do you want to do you want to update the uh, people on uh, on Chad's status? Yeah, of course, man. I, and, and as as when you met him, you could tell just the type of guy he is. Awesome. Very guy. cheerful. Uh, you know, always keeping his chin up. Uh, but he has he has improved. Uh, thank God for that. Uh, and. You know, we, we've been praying intently and I have a lot of people talk about just praying for him and the thoughts, you know, coming to us and sending, you know, good vibes and whatnot. So all those things are appreciated just from out there in the kingdom and, and everywhere else who you know, might see this and, you know, talk to him. But he's he's been steadily improving. So, like I said, man, I just praise God for that, man. He's He's got his uh, some of his mojo back. Some of his his old self, his old joking self, like as you heard on the on the you know the phone, he's doing a lot of the throwing the jokes on me and you know <laughs> just big unk. So that's that's a good thing, and I I just love my nephew to death. Uh, so when I say nephew, uh, so I'll, I'll say I'm the youngest out of eleven. So my nephew, he's the oldest grandson, and he's uh, like a year younger than me because, like I said, I'm the youngest out of eleven. So we're kind of more like like brothers, you know, as opposed to uncle and nephew. And we we man, we've been together from the beginning. So, yeah. When you guys said you guys played on the same high school team together, I thought that, I thought that was awesome. I was like, yeah, that, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. We would say we we was a pair. Matter of fact, it was, it was like there was like four or five of us. And so, like I told you, it was funny because you see in the papers, or you could tell, uh, like in the the, the announcer. You know, done making a tackle, done making a touchdown, done making a block. It was always done, 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 done. Mm. And so that's how it was with uh, what, what we were doing. And so he, Chad was an absolutely uh, incredible, incredible player. I mean, when I'm talking about running back, uh, could cut on a dime, has speed, uh, maneuverability, get around and juke, juke moves. 
uh, and safety, man, he would absolutely light you up, would absolutely take your head off. So a talented football player. So when, when Neff hears this, yeah, I'm bragging on you, Neff. So I just let you know, all right? Let everybody know uh, what type of player you was out there. So you said, man, keep uh, Chad right there and your thoughts and your prayers and everything, man. Chiefs kingdom. Uh, just, you know, we'll, we'll keep it going. Keep it going for it. Yeah, it's something about the Dunn family. I, I could have talked to, to Chad for an, another hour. I think we talked like almost an hour on the phone a little yeah. bit. I could talk to him for another hour. And for those of you guys who don't know, when JD and I get on, we usually talk for about 30 minutes beforehand we get on. And then for another hour after we get off uh, recording. So I, it's something, something about you guys. I, I could talk to the Dunn family forever. Um, uh, and yeah, Chad, Chad uh, I didn't obviously didn't watch him play, but Chad said he had a 2000 yard rushing season and, yeah, high school. I mean, that's phenomenal. High school season's only t- only ten games long, so two thousand yards uh, in, a, in a high school season's uh, pretty pretty dang good. <laughs> Bad boy, I'm trying to tell you, I'm, it, incredible, absolutely incredible. But you know, of course, he had you know big um blocker for him too. So you know, getting all the holes open for him and 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 you know, parting the Red Sea so he can get through there. So yeah, man. But now he did a whole lot of that on himself. He he was good. He's really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, did he play other sports? Like, I know, I know you played baseball and basketball. Uh, did, was he? Did he do other sports as well? Yeah, he, you know, he ran track, ran track, uh, played a little basketball. That was his main thing: football and track. So, you know, like I said, he had a lot, tons of speed. Ran the hundred to two hundred. Uh, we ran the sixteen hundred meter relay. So, uh, it was a lot of things we did, man. We shoot in high school. Uh, you know, we talk about the Dunn family, man. We were just, you know, great athletes, uh-huh. you know, and and he was one of the the reasons for like that legacy continuing. Because uh, before us, was my brothers, of course, like I said, from Levin, it was, you know, right. we I come from an athletic family, so yeah, yeah, we kept it all going. Was it was the four by one done 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 done? Was all four of you guys done? Or, or no? That'd <laughs> been amazing. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been. But now we had. Uh, I, I did a lot more field events, but that fourteen, you know, the uh, uh, six hundred meter relay. You know, I was always either the third or the last leg. And me and Chad would always fight about who was going to be the last leg. And I was like, oh man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You talking about a race that touch that will test your wheel? Oh yeah. Oh, that four hundred meter run. Ooh man, it is something serious. So. Mm. Uh, you know, you know, you had a lot on your shoulders when you had to be the the, the anchor for it. <laughs> but yeah, we had uh, I think maybe one, two, two duns on it uh, when I was there. When I left, I think it was three. So yeah, okay, wow, that's 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 something else. <laughs> yeah, no, you you got yeah, you guys are a fun bunch, man. I I yeah. I, I, I love I love to do a family hangout with the, with the duns at some point. So you, you got to make it. Hey, look, you got we got to make it a point, man. You come down. Come and, and cut up. You'll have a wonderful time. Believe me, you'll have a wonderful time, man. We're good people. So, yeah, <laughs> we love people. So, we love talking, telling stories, all those good things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, praise out to Chad. Uh, you know, he's on the men and hopefully he continues to progress. So, amen. So a lot to get into uh, tonight. We're, we're going to start off. And I know a couple weeks ago we, we, uh, we had Justin Ross catch. And, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of our viewers weren't, weren't really thrilled with your response to it because they thought you were going to, you know, have us the same in all reaction. <laughs> um, really? Oh, yeah. 
everyone's like, oh, well, that's such a that's such an easy. Uh, oh, and JD thinks it's such an easy catch. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see other other receivers. I've never seen any other receivers do something like that before. But I was like, well, we're also not behind the curtain. We we, we don't see what happens in practice a lot of the time. We we think we see every everything, but we don't. Um, yeah. So with that, another rookie receiver kind of made a, a, a vi- not a viral video, but a video that's gone pretty far so far online. Um, Sky Moore. So Sky right. Moore had this amazing catch uh, going down in Texas, working out with Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't a part of the crew earlier on in the offseason that worked out with Mahomes because he wasn't drafted yet um, from the team. So he's now doing one-on-one with uh, with Patrick, and he caught this amazing ball. What's it? Arms extended. I mean, he's pretty much all out there for, for the ball. Um, you can see the video. It's kind of a far view, but then uh, I guess there was a person there taking a photographer taking photos and literally got the the whole the whole catch. And it's like, man, like full on extension. So yeah. I want to ask you, uh, what are your thoughts on Sky Moore A working out with Patrick doing one on one time as a rook, and then also that just that catch. I mean, what does that what does that tell you about uh, about Sky? Uh, I, I tell you what, the, the, to me. Uh, anytime that you're able to have your 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 quarterback throw balls to you, uh, you got to take advantage of it. And so, them be able to get you know put this thing together where he's throwing all the routes that he's going to be seeing, uh, getting the detail from the the the, the top guy. Uh, I mean, I, that can be underestimated. You know the the impact it can make uh, to going into training camp. And also for the season. And so I think it's going to be, you, you'll look at the more time you have to kind of work with the guy, you'll start looking at the contribution he's going to be able to make. And the, and the reason we, we drafted Sky Moore, and, and, and I think it's really the point, is because of his work ethic, about his, you know, catch and range, his talent. Uh, his name always kept coming up about being a top receiver. And so what his skill set is fits entirely well with what we do offensively. And so Patrick's able to, you know, bring that rapport with him. Uh, like you said, he wasn't able to have him, you know, with it early on a couple months ago, but now uh, this is just going to be uh, just a, a big advantage for the chiefs, to be honest with you. And so Sky Moore, man, he's going to get all that work. Uh, I'm sure a couple other guys will be down there with him, but a young guy like it, a rookie, to build that chemistry and the rapport, uh, you just can't underestimate what that means, really, to Patrick and what it will mean for the Chiefs. Uh, and so when you start looking at kind of the depth chart, and here's the problem with what we had dealing with before was uh, Sky Moore was hurt. He was nicked up. You know, he had like the, the was it hamstring pull, like a little tweak or something that he had? Yeah, something So like he couldn't, yeah, so he couldn't really showcase what he, he could do. And I know he wanted to be out there on the field, but he had to take the mental reps. And I'm sure he's listening to everything, uh, taking it all in, watching the veteran guys do it. And so it's like, look, now my turn. And so if he got Patrick all to himself, well, like I said, he could just kind of be as selfish as he want to, man, take it all in. Uh, it's just it, that, man, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful for him. Believe me. Uh, like I said, because he just didn't have that, like during the camps, the OTAs and, you know, the mini camps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Anytime you have that, man, take advantage of it. Uh, how do you grade that catch compared to the Justin Ross catch from a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> hey, it, the the same. Well, you know, Justin Ross catch was well, absolutely it was better, no doubt about it, right? Uh, but Sky Moore, like these guys, this this is what you draft guys like that for. Uh, that's going to be what they 
are supposed to do. That's how they're supposed to catch the football. Mm-hmm. And so Sky Moore, who, who caught, was it 94, 94 balls? I mean, we know he's sure-handed. Mm-hmm. That right there in itself uh, is going to put us, you know, as far as, you know, what you can do with the offense better than you did last year with guys having sure hands. And Sky Moore is one of those guys that, you know, he's going to develop. It's going to take some time. And I'm glad he's getting his time in this work now. But one thing you know he's going to be able to do, he's going to be able to catch the football. He's going to be able to run great routes. And so him having that range, and everybody talked about the range that he had, catch range. And you see him just extend out like guys doing things like that. Man, uh, quarterbacks are going to fall in love. Pat's falling in love right now with Sky, what he can do when he's catching the football. That's good. And I noticed one thing about you. He wasn't wearing gloves in that uh, in, in that in that clip. He wasn't wearing gloves, and it's still because uh, far in, in the clip you couldn't see he wasn't wearing gloves or not. But then the still shot of it, you see this just this hands, and that's that. That's impressive. It's even <laughs> it's, it's even better, you know. I, it, and we never wear gloves. I think my first couple of years in the league, you know, of course, to get cold, you want to wear gloves. But sometimes you just want to feel the ball and so just squeeze it. You just that's what you want to be able to do. You know, feel the little bumps on it when it comes in and just catching it. Yeah. And just right there, you're just strengthening that grip, you know, the hands and just, you know, just feeling it like you want to, you know, so. Like, like, like the fingertips, like the fingertips, man. And just, you know, you just, you just want that. You just want that. So uh, if he's catching the ball like that, coming, the ball was coming in full velocity. I know Pat is, he is slinging that thing. Was it, that, couple, that, yeah. That was a rocket. <laughs> yeah. He's bringing heat and he's catching it like that with gloves. Oh man, it's going to be tons easier. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, that's that. No, that's that to me. I, I love seeing things like that. But at rating the, the catch, that's still, you know, shoot, seven, eight, whatever. You know, Justin Ross was, hey, that's eight or nine and 10. But these, hey, that's what we got these guys. That's what they're supposed to do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you get uh, Steve Smith vibes from him? Because one of our uh, subscribers uh, had commented saying that they kind of reminds him of Steve Smith a little bit, Sky Moore. Uh, too early, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too early. Okay, I, hey, look, I learned a long time. Look, I'm not going to use somebody else's name. Okay, <laughs> potential Hall of Famer with a guy who just now, you know, just get out there to practice. But if you want this comparison, okay, body type, sure. Uh, would he have the tenacity? Maybe we'll it's something to be seen. So yeah, hopefully <laughs> he'll, he'll turn out like Steve Smith. That's yeah. what I want to see. Uh, that's, like a, that's like a ceiling comparison. That's like, yeah, I mean, you know, right. I mean, you look at that as his, his body type and all those things. Oh, he reminds me of Steve. Okay. Yeah. I hope it turns out that way. Mm. And if we start throwing the ball to him, we start making some plays, you know, hey, Steve Smith was a beast out there, man. Animal. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't care how big he was. And he, he was bringing it to you. So, yeah. I mean, he, he played with a chip on his shoulder consistently. Till, yeah. Till the end. But Sky got man, he got a lot of talent. He's he's got a ton of talent. That's why we took him, you know. So, hey man, shoot, I'm, I'm look, I'm I'm looking for this guy to contribute a lot this year. I yeah. think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be like a surprising, uh, uh, a pleasant surprise more so, right? Because we're looking at you know MBS and of course Juju and uh, you know Harbin. Sky could come in and just start lighting the field up. Yeah. And if Patrick start falling in love with this guy, saying, hey, man, this guy's got sure hands. He runs great routes. You know, he, he's got a great, you know, uh, catch radius to him. I'm going to be looking for this guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. 
Well, I saw like the uh, I mean, and you could see how how natural the pass catcher is. The um, I know it's the it's the box drill, but there was a clip during uh, mentor minicamp where they did the the box drill, and they were you know coming out of the brace, catching the ball, coming out of the brace, catching the ball. Yeah, he's looked like a natural pass catcher. I mean, obviously these guys are you know professionals in pass catching, right? But huh? it, just, it just looks so clean and like and nice. It, him and Josh Gordon stood out the most in that drill, just how like how easy they made it look and smooth they made it look. That, that that's what I took away from it. I don't know if you saw that clip. I did. I did. It, it was. It was crisp. You know, was, you, you see things like that, just crispy, like, okay, this is like doesn't really have a whole lot of wasted movement and action. Yep. He just like just stuck it, came back, it was just it was easy for him. And yes. so a guy like that, and I'm just looking at his highlights. You could see a lot of that in like when in the games that he was running. Yeah. So man, that that had to get a guy open, had to make guys miss. Uh, but yeah, man, that that small area that he could put his foot down and come out to break. Uh, it's perfect. It's good. It's pol- it's polished. It, it, it doesn't look like a polished. rookie. That's a, a good way of it doesn't look like a rookie. R- 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 like in that box, he didn't look like a rook. Right, right. Yeah, I mean he's comfortable. He's comfortable running certain things. And you you do something like this where Sometimes what you do have is a lot of wasted movement and somebody's like, hey, man, you got to do a little bit more of this. And coaches are like coaching you up. Yeah. Sure. They see a guy like this, like, oh, shoot, he's got it. He's already have it, you yeah. know, and all you keep doing is just keep praising him. And like, hey, man, it's a good job. Good route. Good route. And I think I heard the dudes like, oh, man, that's a good route. Good catch. Yep. And so, yeah. Yep. So somebody's liking it. I like it. I think everybody that seen it was liking it. So you're a big fantasy guy. Um, how high would you draft him um, in, in a league this year? Obviously, you're not going to draft him in the early rounds, stuff, but, like, are you going to take a flyer on him? Like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. We just have too many mouths to feed. It's, t- it's tough. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. And that's always the thing when you're dealing with this because every week it would be a, somebody new, yeah. right? One week, MVS might go out for like eight eight catches for whatever, 100-something yards, and then Juju might do it. And then it could be Sky, it could be, you know, Hardman, and Travis. And I mean, this, that's I think that's the beauty of what we are going to be watching this year yeah. uh, with the Chiefs offense, man. I, I just think each and every week, whoever's out there could literally blow it up, seriously. So – Hopefully, man, we, we're talking this and bringing it to fruition, Marcus. We're talking about it right now, man. So week in, week out, we're going to see numbers just climbing. So, yeah. yeah. We said we said last week there's a potential of five to six guys that have 700 yards plus on this uh, on, on, as far as our pass catchers. And oh, yeah. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, all right. So, uh, so speaking of our pass catchers, we're going to go to our next segment here. Um, so – an ESPN article by our guy Adam Teicher. Um, he spoke with uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid about the kind of trust level that um, it's kind of new trust level that him, Andy and Mahomes have kind of come to this offseason. Um, and the biggest thing came when Andy kind of allowed uh, Mahomes to kind of lead these offseason workouts for the pass catchers down in Texas, as we as we mentioned uh, earlier earlier on in the offseason. Um, and Mahomes said on a quote. I thought it was cool because when you're in the building, you see each other, but you're still with different coaches. You have certain meetings together. You have certain meetings you don't have together. And getting down there and being able to be with those guys at all times, talk through how I see routes, and then them going through virtual meetings and listening to how coaches explain routes. It helped to get a, a better understanding of each other. 
That was the biggest thing, him trusting us to get our workouts in, get our bodies right, run the routes, get a head start. When you hear these things, this is what you talked about. This is why you said, like, that when, when this whole thing was happening, you were like, this is this is getting these guys closer. And this like it's, it, it has everything to do with get these guys and have that chemistry. Now, when you see the when you when you when you hear Patrick's uh, on this whole thing and how you know how Andy's trusting him to do this, um, what was your kind of takeaway from hearing uh, Pat and Andy kind of come to this new trust level in year five? I mean, it, to me, it, it just seems like kind of the natural order of things. To be honest with you, uh, it, if this is a guy that you paid a boatload of money to, you know, five hundred million dollars, uh, then you shouldn't have any. Uh, concerns about putting this guy in the position of a leader. I mean, it's who he is. And so uh, I think Andy understands that, you know, this is Patrick Mahomes. We, we trust him emphatically. Uh, and for him to come down and to convey what we want offensively is nothing that we should really concern ourselves with. He's going to be able to do it. Matter of fact, he'll probably be able to do it in a way with his players that's better than the coaches. And so them being on the same page, because they, they, you know, if the players are the ones going to be playing, right? As coaches, we could we could draw whatever up. We could draw it up, you know, make it look pretty and make it look like this. But it's like, hey, you know what? Get to know this guy, the angles about certain things, and you know, the speed of how he runs and how he's catching the routes. Uh, I, I think you put that in his hands because uh, they're going to be the guys that's being engaged out there on the football field. So Andy understands this. I mean, shoot, he, you know, he's played a game. He understands, like, look, there's some things we can do as coaches, but the rapport that y'all need to build, rebuild, um, build as players, that's the significant part. And so, uh, to me, I just that's a natural order of things, to be honest with you. I think Patrick knows it and, and would tell him, like, hey, look, you know, this sounds good, coach, but what if we do it this way and Scott, he runs it this way and MVS runs it this way and Juju kind of runs this route? Uh, they're better at it this way than this skill set. Uh, he'll have a better feel of those things. And so he he's, I mean, he's a coach in the meetings. He is. And he's just an extension of the head coach. And so, like I said, man, they, they trust uh, Patrick uh, without a doubt. Uh, and so uh, I don't think it's, it's kind of the responsibility. It's just saying, hey, this guy I trust uh, without a doubt uh, is an extension about my mind uh, and what but we want to do and be successful on the football field. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, as a, as a former pass catcher in the league, uh, when, when Mahomes is talking about in the quote, he said, how I see routes. Cause like, it's one thing to hear from your, 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 your coach. And he said, it. I guess the thing was hearing the coaches talk to their, their receivers about the, the, to how they describe the routes, but yes. then also him saying, I get to tell them how I see routes. How yeah. important how important is that, especially for some of these young guys and even older guys too, like Josh Gordon, who we talked about, he needs to get that rapport with Patrick Mahomes. And you know, he may have had the playbook down last year, but he didn't have the rapport down with him so much, right? How right, important right. is that for him to tell these guys how he sees routes route and outside of what the coaches are, how the coaches are explaining them? Because I, I think that that's more important, right? With how the how the quarterback's seeing the routes. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's his perspective. And so when the ball's come out of his hands, he's talking about like, look. As the defender, it, it could be leveraging you on either side. This is what I want you to stop in the window. This is what I want you to do on this route. And so he's giving them his perspective about what he's seeing out there on the football field. And so when, when you give him that wealth of knowledge to these young guys, they know what he's expecting because the ball's coming out of his hand. It's a, and he's not throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemy's not throwing the football. 
You know, Nagy, he ain't throwing the football. Patrick is going to be one throwing the ball. So this is the guy I need to, to speak to. Now, the other guys, like I said, the coaches, they could draw up any route they want to. And, hey, we run it up here. It's 10 yards or 15 yards. This is what we expect out of you. Patrick's like, yeah, but this, when I see you come out of your break, I want you to kind of throttle down in this area right here, right? Because they kind of end up running over into this zone or this is how this guy plays. But at least when I'm seeing you run and opening up your hips, I know you're running full speed. And so I'll, I'll put the ball out in front of you. So expect it out there or, you know, let it be low. And so Patrick, who has an array of, of passes, which is crazy just to even think of and saying something like that, right? He wants to understand like, okay, expect the ball from here over here. You, you may not see me looking at you throwing the football, but if I'm looking at this and I'm giving a shoulder, imagine the ball is going to be on a rope right here or I might loft it. All those things are important, especially, like I said, from the quarterback standpoint, how he's, th- how he's thinking that he's viewing it. And so uh, I would always go to the quarterback, a trainer, like, hey, man, what do you think about this on this you know, corner route or this out route uh, on this leverage? You know, should I sit down in the window? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if, if you kind of sit right there, like right at the guard or the tackle or extend it even further, like that's that's where you want to be. You want to hear that and have that conversation because if you're not having that conversation and you just run things out there, well, it's just robots and and it never works that way in football. It just doesn't. Uh, I remember I heard this uh, a, a while back. They said the the hardest defense to defend is guys that you're not expecting to be there, and there's guys that might get it wrong who who might just blow the play but they're in the right place, right? Because you're not expecting them to be there. Like you could you could draw things up to be right where you want them to be. It looks good on paper, right? It does. But a guy who is, who, who's intuitive into in his knowledge or maybe like he's lost in the play, he might just be somewhere he, he ain't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's where you see like some of the, the uh, uh, interceptions happen. It's like, man, coach, I wouldn't expect him to be there. Like why was he even doing that? Uh, it, it was a good, uh, i tell you what, it was a great conversation. Uh, I, I, you probably seen it too. But Ed Reed was talking about uh, uh, Peyton Manning and how he inter- intercepted the ball, yeah. right? He was like, you know, look, I, I did like weeks of studying about Peyton and, and understanding. And Peyton was like, I know what Ed was thinking. I know how he, he, you know, how he thinks and what he was doing. And so Ed was like, I knew he was going to be studying me, but – as soon as I opened my hips, I knew he was reading that. And immediately he'd, he'd make another read. Well, I just, I took off and opened up and came back the other way. And so it's, you can see it's like this, this chess game that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so that perspective of like saying like, hey, look, this is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm expecting. But also, too, you need to realize that I have another trick in my bag that other guys might not be thinking or the coaches not be, might not be thinking the same way I'm on, on the same page with you. So that's good, man. It's glorious. It's good. Yeah, you you think it's like uh, you know, you know most most casual fans will think you know Mahomes is you know, going to four straight AFC Championship games, and it's like, well, he's already reached the tr- that that trust from Andy. But it's like it's funny because you know it's he's going to year five as a starter, and like you know they're still finding it. Andy's still slowly giving him the keys to be. They have that overall trust and to let his to let him kind of be the coach down there for a little bit of the off season, you know. So it's like. It's funny where it's still it's still a work in progress, you know. Patrick even knows he is not he's not reached the pinnacle yet, and and I think right. Andy's still like you know 
he's still a young quarterback in his eyes, but you know, he's slowly giving him that, like kind of letting him do his thing with, with, with the, with the pass catchers. And I think that's pretty cool. And that we, we still have a quarterback who's at the top of this game. Number one in the league. I bought bar, bar none. I think the top quarterback in the league, Yeah, but he's still, you know, he's still kind of learning and getting and getting his bearings. And I, I think, I think it's pretty cool to see that, that, the, the grooming of Patrick. Well, the, I mean, this is Patrick's offense. I mean, that, that, that's what it what it is. To be honest with you, everything's geared toward him, and it, you know, that's how how he goes. The rest of the offense is going to go. Period. That's that's just it. Offense is going straight through him. Uh, nobody else. And so, when you have a guy that you're like I said, you trust uh, uh, without a doubt, you're putting him out there and say, "Hey, look, man, you take it over. This is this is your offense." You tell me what your expectations are. You know, we'll put the game plan together and we'll we'll talk about it and discuss these things. But what you expect out of the guys, you got to convey that to them. You got to let them know that and communicate communicate it with them. And it, and I know Patrick's going to do it, man. He's going to do it. Yeah, and, and that's that's one thing too. You got the rapport with the receivers. You know, going doing this camp in Texas, and it's like. It makes it easy for guys, maybe young guys, maybe kind of like intimidated by Patrick. I'm, I'm sure it's guys who are, oh, yeah. NFL, NFL who are intimidated by other players, right? But like you're intimidated by his prowess, but you also have this kind of open communication now. It's like, you know, we did that whole like month together in Texas. You know, we, we, we're kind of like we're, we're friends now. And you yeah, can yeah. tell me stuff. I can tell you stuff. And like we're going to kind of be this communication where that's kind of there now for guys who may not, you know, may have been kind of nervous to go up to Patrick and ask him about certain things. But that's there now. It, it is. It is. And it's like, you know, you, you know your role. And so, but also, too, it's like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm an NFL player as well. If I could get where I'm comfortable with this guy, yeah, absolutely. I can kind of relax. Now your shoulders ain't as tense and you're worried about making a, you know, a, a drop and a play and, you know, what is he going to say about me? You know, I don't know. But now you start doing those things and, and sit back and, I don't know, eat some food. You know, maybe have a beer or something with a guy and, and you know, yeah. hey, get close and just talk and become buddies and friends. And this is family. This is family. And you got a common goal. And when you have common goals and working together to, to obtain those goals, mm. hey, this is the best way of going about doing it. Yeah. Hey, and a lot of Chief fans will say that uh, the, the guy who just retired, Gary Deer, the receiver who was on our team for the last four years, he was only on the team. He, he kind of – he got a prolonged his stay on the team because he was really close to Patrick as a buddy. And hey, and who who knows? Maybe Patrick did lobby for him to stay on the team and practice squad and all that stuff. You know, try to keep his buddy around as long as possible. But then this year, when we get a bolster, uh, bolster that wide receiver room, he ends up retiring from uh, from football. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Right? Hey, that's 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 good coverage right there, right? True. Yeah. You got any friends with Patrick? I I got his bag. I'll make sure. Hey. Patrick's like, oh, no, yeah, I need, yeah, we, yeah, we're doing this together. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, that, that guy was lucky for the last four years to be just uh, Patrick's, that whatever, whatever he was doing for Patrick to keep him around. Hey, man, hats off to him. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, he was on the NFL team. Uh, uh, so he has skill set too, right? So, 100%. 100%. Um, okay. So, uh, Next topic, this is, this is an interesting one. I've been waiting to see when our Chiefs were going to get involved with these celebrity boxing matches, and we're finally we're finally having a segment on this. So uh, former Chiefs running back, uh, Le'Veon Bell, um, so th- this week he was in the news. Uh, him and Adrian Peterson are going to be squaring off in a boxing match, and they're scheduled to meet on July 30th. Uh, oh. Next ex- exhibition fight. 
Um, hey, these two, these two were, were amongst the best running backs in the league at one point in the league. Yeah. So, um, but I got to ask you, so I've seen a lot of different comments on this, but um, who do you have winning this boxing match between Adrian <laughs> Peterson and Le'Veon Bell? Oh, wow. Okay. So <laughs> boxing match, Le'Veon Bell and uh, Adrian Peterson. That is crazy. And I want to know why they would want to do something like that, you know? But I mean, if it's a, if it sells tickets, you know, why not? Why not? Uh, but if I, if I had to take a guy in a fight, uh, I got to go with AP, man. I'm going with AP. Uh, I, AP to me is just, he, he got those eyes, man. He just seemed like he's just a different animal. You know, he, he just does. He just seems like he's got like a little bit of uh, that edge to him. Uh, you know, runs hard. Uh, man came off the ACL and, and, and had a stellar career right after that, coming off the ACL. Uh, but AP looks like, man, he's, he's got a little fierceness to him. And then uh, Le'Veon, man, looks, you know, he's he's a little bit more swag, moves around. And I'm, I'm just looking at their football styles. Right, so right, if they right. fight any, anywhere like their football styles, I, I'm taking AP. AP is he, you know, he ain't gonna he's gonna run over you, run around you, run through you. Uh, that's what he's gonna do. Le'Veon, he'll he'll dance around and may not want to get hit. I, I don't think Le'Veon likes any type of contact at all. So uh it, it'll be a fun thing to watch, man. I hope they don't hurt each other. <laughs> so <laughs> so what uh-huh. I was when I was when I was looking at uh, who I think was going to win it. Nash, I was going to go with Le'Veon, right? Le'Veon has they're both the same height, six one, six one. Le'Veon's got about uh, nine to ten pounds over him. So it's like it's like two, he's like two twenty five, two twenty six, and AP's like two seventeen or two sixteen. So he's got yeah. he's got he's got a little bit of weight on him. But I, obviously, I think they're going to have to cut. Um, but they're both heavyweights. Um, Le'Veon, I feel like you know he, he, he could st- he could stick and move a little better than uh than AP as far as like you know kind of side to side. I guess again I'm going based on their, their style of play, you know the side to side movement. Yeah, yeah. But I could see AP wanting to win this more, like because I feel like AP wants to win. If he's gonna do what he was gonna do to win, and I feel like Le'Veon. I'm not saying Le'Veon doesn't care if he wins or not, but I I feel like AP is gonna want to win this match, so I give the edge of winning. To AP, but I wouldn't be surprised if Le'Veon wins. I'm very curious to see how Vegas uh, sets the odds for this match. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But I, to be honest with you, if I seen AP uh, in a boxing ring and had no idea he played football, I'd, I'd believe he was a boxer. Right. I would. Seriously. Uh, so that, that's the only thing. Le'Veon looks like you know, he'll run around, like you said, float around, try to move, get out of the way. Uh, and that's where that's, that's the one to put you to sleep. Yeah. Doing that, as soon as you back up, you know, so, you know, I, I like I said, I don't want to see neither one of them get hurt. But I think, man, AP, because I think he was also known about how strong he was. They talked about his strength, right? So uh, he's an athletic guy. He's not a slow guy. Like I said, he could do he, all those moves. He could do all those things, too, yep. as Le'Veon. But he's just going to, like I said, he's going to bring a little bit more fierceness and tenacity. And I think he's got a little bit more thunder maybe behind that punch, but who knows, man, you know, chins, uh, if you got a glass, uh, a jaw, it don't even matter how strong <laughs> you are. Right. Actually, I, I want to see the age difference. I'm pretty sure there's a good uh, bell's got maybe five or six years on him. Okay. So AP's 37 right now. Okay. Le'Veon is, I want to say 30, that's seven years. AP seven years old than him. 
I don't know if that, that means anything. And two guys who've never, you know, been a boxing match before. They're, they're both rookies when it comes to this. Yeah, I shoot. I just remember who was at the uh, 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 Nate, uh, what's name it? Nate, Nate Robinson getting knocked Nate Robinson. out. Yeah. So, hey, man, if you ain't really done that before, you could, you could go nighty night, nighty night. Little, you know. Frank Gore got dominated by Darren Williams. Who? Frank Gore got dominated by Darren, uh, Darren Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I guess it's the new thing, people coming out and fighting and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. I Shoot, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't look, you know what? No part of it. I'm trying to think who would be a good, like, if you were to buy a, a similar, a, a guy in a position around the same time that you played. Oh, man. <laughs> Try, I'm trying to think. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, you and Tony would be just a funny matchup, just because it's you know you 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 are two friends here. Um, Shane Sharp would be a good one. Yeah, Sharp, he's he's small, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, hey, look, I, hey, I would, you would, I'd be like, listen, you know what? I'd fight if it was if something was online, or you know, as far as my life or other than that, man, I ain't trying, I ain't trying to hit nobody for real. <laughs> You know, unless unless it was absolutely necessary, right yeah, now, well, pissed me family. off. <laughs> right, touch my family or something that then it's a whole. Then, like I said, everybody need to back up then. Yeah, so. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I don't know. That's that's. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, a, like a, a comparison. A guy who is similar stature, who who around the same like age group and same tight end group. They had. Oh my gosh. I think when I was looking at the uh, the stats for uh, the combine, uh-huh. they had like similar body types. I, I can't remember the, the names they had like for similar body types like during that time. Uh-huh. I was like, really? Like, oh, I don't know. I think I got a better body than that guy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think I think it's interesting because we talk about the, the celebrity boxing matches. You remember back in the day when they had celebrity like the, the celebrity death matches and stuff where they had like. Um, What's his name? That, that, that famous bald uh, referee who do all his matches. They, they have always like, like they had screech fighting. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Coleman from um, different, uh, different strokes. What, what's his name? Um, Gary Coleman. Uh, yeah, I think they had uh, Gary Coleman fighting uh, street uh, screech back from Slay by the Bell. Oh and, wow! Like, back then, that was like, kind of a joke when like those like ha- it would be a has been like actors or athletes from fighting each other. But now it's like these guys are like big name guys are, are fighting for boxing matches. It's crazy. Right. Right. I think back then they had like even the big old clown gloves to fight with. You know what I mean? It was like ah, like it just it all looks silly. Like it was supposed to be silly because it is. But yeah, you know, I, I, I'm happy for the sport of boxing. I I, I I love boxing. Me too. Boxing's been kind of that sport that's been kind of dying, and it's been kind of coming back again. And hey, if, if big celebrities are fighting and kind of bringing like younger people to watch it, I'm all for it. Getting uh, boxing kind of uh, getting in people's eyes again because a lot of these young people. They don't really watch boxing, and they, and now they're watching because you have these YouTube stars fighting each other, uh, NBA and NFL stars fighting each other. So it's it's getting younger people into the sport again. So I guess that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but the last thing before we end the show tonight. Um, so today, uh, June 29th, um, is the 39th year anniversary of running back Joe Delaney. Um, uh, the death of Joe Delaney, the tragic death. But you know it's. Probably one of the most heroic stories I've ever heard. And if you don't know the story, 
and I think it's 1982, I believe, um, or not, 83, 39 years. 83. 83. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Delaney was was running, uh, doing an all season workout, um, and he saw these three kids in uh, a pond, like in the middle of the pond, drowning, um, kind of like you know screaming for help. He wasn't a good swimmer himself. I, I believe he, I, don't, I believe he couldn't swim pro- properly. He yeah. ends up going in the water to save these kids. He ends up saving one of them. Uh, one of them made it out, but ended up dying later. But Joe and one of the other kids never made it up from under the water. Um, so really, really a tragic story. But you know, the guy went in there, didn't think anything about it. Selfless guy, just going there, getting the kid, uh, being able to save one kid. I mean, and the other two uh, had perished. But it's it's a, it's it's a really it's a sad story. But it's also one of those stories that just goes to show you it's like there are people out there who you know go and act because that's a, you know, they, they act at all and, and they try to save someone like the way Joe, Joe Delaney did. And it's just like, the, that's just what they did. You know, he obviously wasn't thinking he couldn't swim right. He just did. He just did, you know, he just went yeah, out there and right. did it and right. it speaks the whole, you know, not all heroes wear capes and Joe Delaney is, is definitely one of those guys. JD, obviously, I mean, you got plenty to say on, you know, you're, you're an athlete who's given, who gives back to the community um, and your charitable uh, foundation that you have. Um, but like when you hear a story like that, I mean, that's, I mean, you obviously know the story for a long time, but I mean, what does that story tell you about Joe Delaney? I mean, I, obviously we never got to meet him, but. Yeah, man, look, I, I even just hearing the act in itself of knowing uh, that he wasn't a strong swimmer and didn't mind putting himself in harm's way to go save some children or another human being. Uh, just the selflessness of him just going over doing the act. I mean, it, something, we're just blessed with some marvelous people sometimes. We really are. And Joe was one of them. Uh, and the tragedy of him losing his life. But, yeah, I mean, you, my goodness, it's, it's, we, we need more of that. But that's what we need more of that in this world today. Uh, getting out of the selfish attitude of things and just making it about me and, you know, money and all these different things. And so where we're not even doing for our neighbors, like we should be doing for our neighbors. And it's just, it's so, it's unfortunate that, you know, we, where we at today with this craziness that's going on on uh, this world that you see a, a bright spot, like, like Joe uh, making a sacrifice his life for others. Uh, and so I think we should all take that example and use it and tuck it and say, look, what can I do for other people to help them out? Now, it may not be to the point of giving up your life, but at least how about you, you know, you open up your house or your home or, you know, give to people of the needy, whatever it may be, right? Even these small sacrifices uh, can be made uh, to help one another, yeah, helping another person out. And so I I just think it's an exhibition of... uh, just extreme uh, graciousness and humanity. Uh, like I said, it just that the personality and that character to do something like that in that that time, man. I mean, he he should be commended always for something like that. And anybody who's who who goes in, whether it be a fireman or you know uh, uh, you know uh, a policeman or just regular civilians, anybody who who put themselves in harm's way doing that. Uh, and we can all do it as as regular people. Like you said, all heroes don't wear capes. That's the truth of it. You know, sometimes, like I said, it's just caring for your neighbor, just loving your neighbor, you know, having compassion, 
compassion and empathy for them is all those things that we can do ourselves in, in, in this world. So I've heard the, the story about Joe and it's all, every time I hear it, it's just like, man, like I, I, you had to ask yourself and this, this is the conviction of it. How would you respond? What would you do in that situation? Right. And so, uh, for somebody who doesn't worry about themselves and just like, I'm going to jump in because I want them to have a better life. I want, this is what I want to do. That those are the things that we need to look in the mirror and, and say in our conviction, am I doing enough? Right. Am I doing enough in this world? Uh, because more of the things that we need to be doing is having a conversation on loving each other, uh, figuring this thing out uh, even, even more than what we're doing. You know, because right now, what I'm looking at in this world, man, we're doing a bad job of it. And it's not like everything is bad. Not, not, not everything is bad, but more than what we see is a lot of that. And we should we should be hearing a little bit more of the feel good stories, the, the, the reality of what people really are and how we really feel. And we should be exhibiting these things and showing these things more than we showing all the fights and all the bickering and all the craziness. And, all. you know, we, we just need to do a better job, man, as, as, as human beings. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm gonna leave it at, brother. Yeah, no, that's a good, it's a good way to end it. Um, and also, and for people who don't know, I mean, Delaney was he was the AFC uh, Rookie of the Year um, back in '81, I believe, or '82. Um, and then, and then uh, he was also voted the Pro Bowl his rookie season. So, like, this wasn't a scrub who just he, he wasn't like a like an unknown player. I mean, at the time, he was. I mean, he was he was a badass. You know, he was like the he was the. It, it would be a comparison of like. Kareem Hunt at the time when he was on our team, like him doing something like that. I, I guess that's like a kind of a comparison of that. It would be, it would be like a top notch. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and so the, this guy having all that, this guy still went and did that, you know, his ego of being a badass in the field didn't affect him going to save. He just, that was, that was how he responded. You know, he saw that and he did it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows we're, we're never too good to, to to do something like that. None none of us, are, you know. It's inspiring. I mean, it really is inspiring. I mean, we, we these are the things that we need. Like I said, we need to be hanging our hats on. Like, man, this this is a great example of things that we should do, right? Of helping others out. Uh, and so, like I said, it may not be to that degree, yeah. but shoot, the, just the little things of humanly we can possibly do to make somebody else feel better uh you know and show and exhibit great character uh is important yeah so yeah a, a little thing can go a long way yeah like you said it doesn't have to be i mean that's an extreme situation Delaney story but like a little thing can go a long way for a lot of right. people so right yeah well JD, it's a good way to end the show. So, everybody, um, thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week. And we're getting closer to training camp, people. So, that means that uh, maybe that edge rush is going to, I've been saying every week, but maybe that edge rush is going to sign soon. So, uh, <laughs> right. Matter of fact, I'll do this, I'll do this Marcus. Uh, so, on here, I just thought about this right now. So, whenever somebody sees this episode, all right, the first person to inbox me who this person is, is on my shirt. I'm going to send them, a, I'm going to send them a, uh, one of our Chiefs Concerns thanks to them. All right. Ooh, all right. Thank all right. Okay. You know who it is? Uh, you trying, can't say it. Yeah. I was, I was trying to figure out earlier. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll be the first one that sends it to me, get it to me. What, what it says when I say who's the, what is the, uh, what is the, what is the line? 
said, who's the master? Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Is that, is that, is that an old it says, it says, when I say, I didn't, I forgot this up. When I say, who's the master, you say, and they probably seen the name, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see who sees this episode and sends something to me. I'm just like, all right, we got something for you. All right. We need to do little tidbits like that, man. I wonder who's a, who's a big fan uh, of this. Matter of fact, uh, tell me who this person is and then tell me what movie it is, too. So, Man. <laughs> I bet you my, one of my brothers is going gonna to say this. He's going to spit it out to me in a, in a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be good. <laughs> All right, you got you guys heard JD, so uh, just just tweet at tweet at him at J A S U S T D eighty nine on Twitter. That's right. All right, but we'll see you guys next week. Hi everybody, thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.